0: Welcome along ladies and gentlemen, I'm for the Macam, the Macam Football Show is here for another week. (laughs) Uh, Today, you can see, I'm joined by David the Doofus and Paul Wilson. Hello boys, welcome along.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Paul, hello. your mic working? Please see it's working.
1: It should be. Yay! Hello man. Uh
0: (laughs) Oh, It's never a dull time to support Sunderland, is it? No. Uh, what what's happened since yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's happened since we've last uh, did the podcast? Well, we've played two teams. Uh the last podcast we heavily discussed the sacking and it was a sacking of Tony Mowbray. So we've been there we've done that in the conversation. We had a brief like conversation around who we'd like to have in place. There is a <laughs> a poll on my channel with um Michael Beale being almost announced as the new replacement for tony mowbray but in that interim we will have three games under dodds and um he's already won two of them so we'll talk about those two wins under dodds uh what he does differently or what he has done differently over tony mowbray over the last couple of weeks and um tony, tony. <laughs> what sing that again
2: tony, tony mowbray
0: <laughs> <laughs> <more>. <laughs> you could still do it, mate, but I don't think do the Michael Bale has the same ring to it, does it?
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not at all. Do the Michael Bale.
0: Oh, Evening, Cabby. Welcome along, buddy. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about the West Brom game first. Um, As you may or may not recall, this was pretty much this time last week, Saturday, a 2-1 win at the Stadium Alight. We got robbed in the first half from Joe Bellingham's goal, which was never offside. <laughs> so uh, match, offici- match officiating, the officials, just all of the VA talk came up again. It always will in when the option's there and, and these decisions are just so egregiously, horrendously wrong. We'll have that conversation. But ultimately, that offside goal that never was um, an offside goal didn't impact the end result. Sunderland deservedly win that game. I'll go over the quick goals first. One <laughs> brilliant free kick into the box. Ballard's on the head of a absolute bullet of a header. I oh, you just keep doing that, Ballard mate. You, you you class had it. Um, and Pritchard by the way, he was outstanding in that game. And the second goal came from. Pritchard counter attacking, seeing Dan nearly on space in the right hand side, keepers on rushing, and he dinks it over him for the second to go 2 0 up. Two minutes after the start, West Brom take a goal back, and it the game settled from that point. So, thoughts and feelings around that game, Paul? Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was expecting to kill me
3: first, I think. Would you?
0: Yeah, I usually I usually ramble a lot longer than that, don't I?
2: Yeah, you
3: do.
0: <laughs> oh. So I've I I've got videos on this channel by the way of, of my thoughts and feelings behind these games, which is why I want to get you more involved. What did you think?
1: Uh, well, straight Uh, our first one mm-hmm. was that offside. No,
4: I don't know why the referee. Because where I was uh, in the ground southwest corner, mm-hmm. um, I actually uh, I said to Bowers because we, we thought at first it was offside, right. And then I actually asked somebody in front of me. They turned around. They went, uh, Darren. I forgot the referee, but um, they said <laughs> the re- referee's on a mistake, and I, I actually looked back at half-time, uh, as I said to Bowers, look, uh, look at the footage. Uh, Sky's actually put out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Belham's actually first goal. So that should have stood. <laughs> yeah. Didn't? Do,
0: do you know? Do you know what that that peeves me off the most about that? It's that the Lionel couldn't see the and player and gives the defender the benefit of the doubt. I don't understand that. If you can't see the player, that's because the, the defender's blocking that line of sight. Therefore, he's not offside. You should, If you're in line or in front of the defender, the, the lino should 100% see you. That's just how physics works. <laughs> like, I don't get how stupid a lino can be. I can't see him, therefore he's offside. What a moron. That, sorry, yeah. Keep cracking on, mate. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: um, but before we started though and it's, it's yeah you know, like like I said to you, you know, it, it's just odd because since, since Dodgers came uh you know, take temporary charge, fair enough sit sitting the game tomorrow. Since it's brought Purchard in, we've actually won back to back wins.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean Dodds Dodge did a masterclass I think a little bit about against West Brom and to be fair, to against Leeds we adapted our style. Um to two play West Brom. We well, did we adapt it that much though? Because we kind of went for a 4 1 4 1 against West Brom. And that for me obviously didn't change much about how we currently set up. We didn't have a named striker on the pitch for the majority of the game. It was kind of it felt like a continuation of what uh, Tony Mowbray did. But when substitutes needed to be made, he made them. And that's how I think we won that second half. Pritchard outstanding performance as soon as he as soon as he started kicking the ball. Yep. No.
4: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to agree, mate.
0: What do you think of the two goals that we scored and then the one we conceded?
4: Uh, two goals. I was actually happy that um, fair enough, Dan Ballard could have been sent off.
0: Mhm. Uh, mm-hmm. But so, uh, but yeah, so could the West Brom player for elbowing Pritchard
1: in the face. So. Well, yeah, but yeah. Um. And please, Dan Bollard actually scored,
4: and uh, Dan Neil, uh, what a goal from him! To actually, chip the goalkeeper, because uh, the goalkeeper actually came out his box, and uh, mm. where we, where I was, all, all we were like, "Go on, Dan Neil, go on, Dan Neil," and uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we were absolutely over the moon uh, when he scored. But
0: it's just, it's just one of those cheeky ones. Did it remind you of the Papa John's final? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it did
0: actually. <laughs> it was a carbon copy, just so that, like the camera angles the way around. Um, cool. Um uh, Cabby says if Ian Beale, if Ian Beale comes, the Ian Beale, I'd rather have Ian Beale. If Michael Beale becomes the coach, I'd he'd stop eating vinegar sandwiches. He's never eaten them ever again. I mean, your stomach go thank you for it. So, Ian Beale is now going to be announced as solar manager. Uh, <laughs> Uh, David what did you think of the Westbrook game because I think you've just caught yourself up before we went live of the game itself so
2: yeah, um, I think pretty pretty good from Sunderland I think again it's unfortunate that he got, had a goal robbed from you um, again I don't know what the lino was doing clearly he was about a foot and a half onside not quite sure how he's got that call so wrong
3: Um mm-hmm.
2: Sheer happens, I guess, but like, yeah, it's, it's regardless, (laughs) um, yeah, (laughs) um, the goal, the first goal was brilliant, um, I think the, the Pritchard cross in was very nice, the finish was just as good, um, the second goal was also beautiful, um, definitely want to see more of both, Mm -hmm. uh. In the future. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think overall just really good game. I'm really happy with how they played and yeah, looking looking good.
0: Fantastic. It's three points on the board for Sunderland, even though if we if we're facing it against West Brom, who are I think we are at that time in sixth place. We've we're now I think we've we le- have we leapfrogged them? Where are they in the table now? Are they above us or in
1: I Don't know where they are? <laughs>
0: West Brom, are, yeah, West Brom is still above us, but um, we've we've climbed into their spot. That's sixth. the The Leeds game, it's the the polar opposite of of what happened in West Brom. We, in West Brom, I think we were the dominant team. We we controlled it for the most part. In Leeds, they clearly had a lot of Premier League quality and confidence going into it. Still, they're in third place. They have everything to lose, and I think. Dodds in this game defensively was unreal we it's the first clean sheet win in a very long time for Sunderland we usually like win 3-1 2-1 it, it, it's rare we win without <laughs> without Pat having to pull the ball out the back of the net so I'm chuffed that defensively we are capable of doing it especially with uh, the likes of O nine 9 having risky risque, <laughs> risque moments throughout this season uh, was it was it in that um, in that Leeds game where he got his seventh yellow card of the season, which is a yellow card one in three games, right?
2: Uh, I can have a look for you. I'm not entirely
0: yeah. sure. I think, it, think I think it's around that, but it's it's still pretty poor discipline, right?
2: Um, what player <laughs> yeah. are you on about?
0: <laughs> Luke or nine? Luke
2: or nine? Luke nine? No, he didn't get yellow that game.
1: How many yellows has he got? how many has he got um, mm. right
2: how do i find that out
0: Ion? so um ultimately sorry the uh, end result of that game was Sunderland winning with a one goal um advantage joe bellingham connecting onto that's right richard's header um a header under a header so it kind of felt like it's a volleyball game but um <laughs> The onrushing keeper, I have no idea what he's trying to claim for after that. He he basically punches Bellingham in the face. Uh, he clatters him, as uh, Bellingham says in the post-match, and he still gets it in the back of the net. And to be fair, on the counter we looked very dangerous. We allowed Leeds to play their style and defended against them solidly, um, and that hasn't been a feature of our squad this season. Now, again, that was another area yeah, of uh, improvement. Go on. What's the answer for Luke um, now? So
2: he currently has seven yellow cards. Yes, one and three. Yeah, he picked up his last one during the Leeds game. That was it. Yeah, and he didn't get his last one from Plymouth. So he's actually he actually went three games in a row without.
3: <laughs> <getting>
0: wow. <out. laughs> uh, he could be if we if we're not if he's not careful. At this rate, he could be banned with his tenth yellow card by the Newcastle game, the FA Cup game on January 6th. So he needs to he needs to wind his neck in a little bit. Although he had an absolutely clasp defensive performance. Yellow cards should be I don't know. When we've got a, a, a weaker opponent in this league um to come up against. So bear that in mind, Luke. <laughs> um Oh, well, what, what did you think of the Leeds
1: game?
4: Uh, to be honest, I was actually over the moon with it. Um, Cause I, well, at the at the end of the game, because I start laughing at Bowers. Because uh, I said to Michael,
1: uh, Stunland actually kept y- your favourite, thing. like your, mm-hmm. you, yeah, know, because. Yeah, you because. Know, uh,
4: all the time I've been going to games with Bowers, he's like, sons, we kept the clean sheet, we keep the clean sheet, we keep the clean sheet. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the game, I said to him, uh, sons, I've kept the clean sheet for you. <laughs> he started laughing. Um, but uh, to be honest, I like the way Dodds actually set us up. Fair enough, um, Jensen Selt actually started, uh, which I thought was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I I would have started them actually against them anyway. Um, I I was actually over the moon with uh, how we actually played against Leeds. I know Daniel Falk
1: said apparently that it looked like we were, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, parking the
4: bus against them.
0: Uh, Excuses me. Yeah, I saw that. And to be fair, when we were doing the watch along, he Towards the end of the game, we did. When we took the lead, we defended. We we sat the ball back and and parked the bus. Essentially, we invited them on. They didn't like it. We defended perfectly. I don't. I um. We've come up against teams that park the bus, and we only we, we moan about it. So the fact that when it's in reverse, the other team moan about us doing it. It's absolutely fine by me. It's about time we we had a game where, on paper, we are the underdog. And we do the uh, the underdog tactic that wins. I don't care if this Leeds manager cries about it. Let him cry. Um... <laughs> then
4: it, it, it's odd because Dodds actually had a plan for mm-hmm. West Brom. It worked. He had a plan for Leeds. It worked, and actually Dodds has got a plan for tomorrow's game as well.
0: It... <laughs> we'll we'll talk about tomorrow's game in in a couple of seconds. I think there's a a lot to do um around changing it up against this 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 um Bristol City side because they're not doing horribly in this league. Let's let's face it they're doing okay but then they're, they're nowhere near the Bristol City that we um used to seeing historically in this league and it could be because obviously they they got rid of their manager a couple of weeks ago. Um they have already got the replacement but I mean, a team that's sat in 15th with more losses than wins at the, the halfway stage of the season, they should be, on paper, a more comfortable game than Leeds or West Brom, right? The teams that are up there. So Dodds, I think, will be prepared for it. <laughs> but... Um... Yeah, the Leeds game itself. I think defensively, like Jim says, SEALs had a great game. Nobody knew where he was going to play it. Did you see that Sky Sports put him as a striker?
4: Yeah, they did. <laughs>
0: I, um, for, for context, to tell you something. yeah, <laughs> we're not, we're not put. Who's your striker? You haven't got one. Let's play six at the back. <laughs> oh, maybe we did. A part of us is absolutely nothing wrong. We didn't park. The, I mean, we. Dear Daniel, we didn't park the from bus. I mean, we did after we took the lead. And I'm, like I said, I'm okay with that. It's 15 minutes of parking the bus. We're defending our advantage. Who cares? <laughs> um, It's not like... Who's a team that... Cardiff. Cardiff, for the entire 90, parked the bus and got us on one counter. That's a park the bus team. we park the bus in the moment. I'm okay with... What's, uh, Dodgy doing that tactic. Fine. Um... Defensively, though, if we're, if we're choosing defenders over strikers, and let's face it, Dan Ballard has got more goals than any strikers looked like getting so far this season. Maybe putting the likes of Job up front. He scored two goals, by the way, in the last two games. One of them was disallowed, but he's actually putting the ball in the back of the net. And he's, and he's younger than the three strikers, that three of the no, four strikers that is, we're seeing... They're too young and don't know what they're doing. So it's like age has got nothing to do with. By the way, it's just determination in the box. He he puts himself in the right place. Job does.
4: In a way, I think um, Dodds put him up front because um, you know uh, Mike Dodds knows spelling them, So
0: I mean, he should know all of his players because he's been Dodds has been at the club for the entire time these have been here, right? So it's not like. He hasn't been on the uh, the at uh, the academy light and seen them train week in week out. That's not a thing that should yeah, be an no, issue. No. He knows he know yes he does know Bellingham for a longer period of time because of the Birmingham City days, but it shouldn't. It literally should not make that much of a difference. He sees all of these people every single week
1: practice. Do you, do you think that has that much of an impact then the history with those those two? It depends, really, because, uh,
4: yeah, you know, the thing is, though, but I, I said, to well, I was talking to Brad, actually, after the game, and it just looked like, um,
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know, because, uh, well, as you know, Mowbray actually wasn't on the touchline that much. Um,
0: I, I don't know. When I went to the Birmingham City game, he was out there a lot, and he looked ill. He looked, per- he looked, he looked proper ill towards the last couple of weeks. Maybe so. To
1: all that,
4: uh, I'm actually pleased though, with with the team that uh, mm-hmm. Mike Dodds actually had with him, because like, he, he, well, fair enough. Mike Dodds was the one that take, Mike Dodds was the one that took, that took full control. Mm-hmm. But the likes of Proctor that's been helping him. He's been with the academy for a while, and you know, fair enough. Our goalkeeping coach was there. Plus the under, uh, under 23 um, manager as well that's that was actually next to uh, Carillo Dreyfus actually uh, during the game if they need uh, extra support
1: I mean
0: I don't I don't know to be honest it, it all boils down to how the lads play on the pitch in the in the 90 you've got to coach them you've got to like prepare them for each each opponent that they've come up against it does feel like Dodds has done that in a short time, a lot better than Mowbray did towards the end. But you got to remember, Mowbray did has done really a really good job overall for Sunderland. Yeah, but
1: I, I was reading...
0: sorry, you Sorry, you Mike did a weird thing there,
4: mate. Yeah, so I was reading that apparently Morbri was fair enough. Morbri took the games, but actually Dodds actually took the training
1: um, on the training pitch. For how long? Uh, it was actually while Mo- uh, Mowbray actually was
4: here. Dodds actually took the training.
0: Yeah, but for, for how long? That's what, that's what I'm asking. So how long ago did that start happening? If it's been since day one, then it's basically Mowbray is the face of Dodds for the last 18 months, or however long he's been in, in place. So how long ago did that start happening?
4: That boy's been starting happening since... Probably since when Morbi came to us. Because Dodds was still here.
0: So 18 months ago?
4: Yeah, I, I, yeah it would have been.
0: Mm. No, no wonder he's got the backing of the, the squad then, because they've all been there and through it the entire thing the entire time. So that makes so much more sense if they've, they've been working together for
1: weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, fair enough. David? David do, you have any, do you have any thoughts on that? Um. Not really. I think <laughs> think you two have
2: fucking pretty much said everything I was going to do, So I let you
0: to talk and continue. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um. Okay. So we'll talk about. Obviously, Dodds is our caretaker manager. He's going to be taking uh, charge of the Bristol City game tomorrow but there's heavy rumors there's a an agreement from some journalists that's uh, been announced but nothing's been officially announced by the club as of yet so the poll uh, for this for this um for this podcast is Beale coming to Sunderland has you feeling livid meh or happy for me I'm meh but the vast majority of people are livid with with that appointment and uh, the reason I'm more meh than livid is because he has a good win percentage. Yes, he managed QPR for a bit with a forty two win percent and uh Rangers with a win percent, but is that because the clubs at the time had just that much investment in, in, in them, or was he actually a good coach for them? He ended both of those careers with disappointing spells, but they weren't long enough to really judge if he was a good um a good coach or good manager for those teams. So I'm like I I I think let the man prove himself. If he if he's in charge of Sunderland, the amount of time he's in charge of Rangers or QPR, he'll be gone by the end of the season anyway. So, like, I'd, I've got nothing to to be that concerned about. And Elliot, thank you for, for chipping in there, by the way. Uh, with no official announcement of Bale, do you think Krill could decide against him based on the fans' opinions? I think there's a possibility of it. I think if we're going to make an announcement, it's going to be... At the point of result for tomorrow, so if we lose it's like oh well with Dodds um taking his for game in charge and failing to win we've we've decided to go ahead, but they've got those two options right they can either go with with Dodds and continue on with them, or they can go with their their person who's been successful in in interviews, supposedly, so yeah, I think just keep an eye on whatever Sunderland's posting out on their news part of the website or Twitter or Facebook wherever the you get the Sunderland news direct from them they post the the statement in the exact same place every single time so i think bear that in mind um i don't i don't really think it it will impact us this weekend i don't think it'll impact us until the january transfer window place is uh completely um underway if we're appointing somebody and then saying well if he comes from rangers and he wants a rangers player will we get one rangers player like a rangers striker there's an option to think about um ben welcome along Paul, I know you've you've briefly mentioned it. Um, so before you rant into it, I'll, <laughs> I, I want to just quickly get David's perception of Michael Beale.
2: I know nothing.
0: How how do you know nothing about Michael Beale? Are you not a Liverpool fan?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: he was your head coach at Liverpool's under-21s for a long time like a very I don't long time follow it. Don't <laughs> the under-21s he's, he's managed Trent mate he's managed Trent and how do you not know this <laughs> so you, you, you haven't got an opinion based on him yet I know fair enough right Paul go into your run mate go for it
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> to be honest with me I think he might be okay.
1: Oh? Uh, This this uh, is uh, I'm shocked. I'm shook of
4: the nezzle answers me though. In a way, I'm pleased Dodson Proctor's actually staying.
1: Okay. Oh, they're not getting kicked out.
4: No the no I I think the way of it is my friend of Michael Bill might bring somebody in with him. Mm Mm-hmm but Dodds and Proctor will be there
0: to help him. Got Yeah, so it's not like... I, I think there was mention of Will Still last week, and obviously that, that hasn't materialised, but with Will Still and a couple of other candidates, they would have brought their their coaching staff in, which would have meant Dodds leaving. So if Beal comes in, if it is um, Mr. Michael, <laughs> then we will be all right with um, keeping Dodds in the background, because obviously the the... the Orbe, and the players have that confidence that Dodds knows what he's doing so he will have um, the arguments and fights and, and discussions or healthy discussions with the new gaffer of how we currently operate and what works best for our players so he already knows that in and out right if you lose that you you start afresh and every time you start afresh you can massively throw, you, <laughs> throw everything you've done in the past in the bin so we've so, got that
1: so
4: about it as well um and I know, I know it hasn't been announced that he's head coach yet, but um mm-hmm. uh, he is uh advanced talks with also gone to Keith Downey.
3: And he's but, yeah,
0: he's usually reliable he, as well, isn't he?
4: Yeah, and uh Michael Bill is expected to be at Bristol thirty tomorrow. Uh he is actually gonna be watching from the stand with Korea Louis Dreyfus. Uh, tomorrow afternoon.
3: Okay.
0: I mean, it's. I, I. think just it's a case of watch this space of who we appoint. If if they're looking at our content creation side of it, the the Twitter messages, all of that fans' response to this man's name, and it's all just like what, what are you what you're doing. They've got to put out a statement as to why they believe he would be the best fit over the other candidates. So. I mean that's a that's a hard start for a, for a manager. I don't think we've had managers that have come in place where they've instantly just begun. Why uh, the, nobody's nobody's nobody that were gracing for it for Pete's sake. They just went. Oh, I hope he does good. He didn't, but like with with Beal, it just seems really negative from the off. So I think, like you said, give him give him a chance if he does come into place. But I mean, there's better candidates on the market right now. Just. I think they've got to justify why they're doing that. Um, Jim's popped in and says, uh, Speakman must see some useful attributes in be able to consider him. Just don't know what they are yet. Ex- exactly that. I think give them the chance. Um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. I think manager, watch this space. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Now, we'll move on to the predictions for the upcoming weekend. Ben's asked, what do you think the score will be Tomorrow? So he's asked me directly, so I'll answer that first. I think Sunderland will win under Dodds a two no let's say a three one a we win.
1: Uh what what are you guys saying? Um that's Hmm. Bear in mind he's just he's just won
0: against West Brom two one, he's won against Leeds yeah. one nil. I'm
2: playing Bristol.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> in Br- in Bristol. <laughs> Do
2: you know what? I think you're on a W high right now. I'm going to go with a 2-0 win.
0: I'd love to see three wins in a row. It happens twice in the same season. Premier League bound, at <laughs> that rate. Uh, Paul, what are you thinking, buddy?
4: Well, actually, I, I am going for a Sunderland win. Mike um, Dodds did say, actually, that... He is going to make changes tomorrow.
0: Oh, okay.
4: He didn't say what changes, but uh, he did say he 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 will uh, possibly make changes.
0: Bishop and Gourmet. That's what it is.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't say that, Ant. <laughs> Uh I'm actually
4: going to go three-one, tomorrow.
0: You copying me? Nice. Nice. I mean, where are the goals coming from? If we're making changes, right, are the goals coming from the likes of Mayenda or Rushin or somebody who's a dedicated striker? Or are they going to be a continuation of Pritchard and Clark Burson, like providing Bellingham or Clark Burson in the box? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it going to be the same old Sunderland scoring, or is it going to be something new and surprising? Mm-hmm.
4: But you know what Mike Dodds is like it, it, he won't uh, <laughs> he won't actually reveal uh, until the, the lineup actually comes out.
0: And well, I don't think I've seen the pre-match conference from him at all yet, which is which I think is nice because obviously it's not it's more than it's less than twenty-four hours away, and I haven't seen it pop up yet. So maybe there is one out there, but. Like I said, I kept I kept saying this when Tony Mowbray did it. Why are we doing a press conference two days before the game? It makes very little sense sense to me. But I haven't heard anything from him, so maybe it is just a case of keep stum until we know what's happening. Um, yeah.
4: So like, you know, like about it as well. Um, he gave an update midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, that um for the first time, Pembeli is uh is actually in full. Full training actually. Uh, I, I think
0: I he even existed, mate. It's been twenty-one games since we've got him in, and he, he still hasn't featured a minute. So, uh,
4: Jay Matete is in full training now.
0: That's good. The more, the the more the uh, merrier.
4: Alessi is a couple of weeks away. The
0: the one I'm most interested
1: in, Corey Evans. Squad, but it it did say that Jensen Seltz picked up an
4: injury actually after the late game but he's going to check on him
0: okay okay that 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 made me a little bit nervous there um by the way bens just said something for 3-0 you know, comfortable defensive performance again <laughs> i loved love to see it um yeah i mean it's it's going to be an interesting time uh with, with, with squad selection and injuries and and that what that change actually looks like. But um, I think ultimately what this team and what our fan base were calling out for with Mowbray and his, his final days was adaptability and change in the team, um, reverting back to the Snake Man's tactics of playing against the opposition we're coming up against rather than sticking to a fixed form. So it's working. It's proved to be working. And our squad has the... Ability to to win games against tough opponents. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a pushover against this Bristol City side. Regardless of where they are in the table, they have been historically, and to be fair with their current squad strength, they're a potential bogey side that we will we will normally slip up against. These are the types of games I think make or break our
1: our hopes for for promotion. David. Do you do you uh, do you
0: do you agree with like if we're pushing for promo- for promotion, the likes of Bristol City and fifteenth are essential wins, or is it the case where could we draw away from home against this kind uh, of opposition?
2: If, if I'm being honest, if you're really Well, like, I'm just looking at the table now,
0: it's play it's playoffs for Sunderland. You're to...
2: you're not making top three. No, it's it's uh, yeah, you're, that's Leeds Ipswich
0: Leicester. Or
2: ten points from third and almost twenty points from second, like it's not happening
0: mhm-, but it's play- it's playoffs that way we, um, we, we want to be in that third sec- third and fourth bracket right of we're comfortably in the playoffs for more than one week
2: ninth. yeah, any team below ninth you need to be beating comfortably if you're gonna one com make playoffs two compete in playoffs and three make it in the Premier
1: League oh. There's a, there's a little bit of a are we t-
0: are we pushing for the Premier League too much and too early because like obviously a lot of these players are very young, very talented, but immature. Mm-hmm. Is would this if we were to be honest as a fan base is this Premier League is this a Premier League level squad and if not who do we need to replace um, to? make a Premier League. Now, I think there's three, maybe four players in this squad that I think are Premier League, uh, like, regulars. Clark, obviously. <laughs> Roberts, on when he's not miserable. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll add Joe Bellingham in there as well. Ballard and Patterson. I think we've got five Premier League quality players in our team. The rest are on the fringe i will also put Equo towards that upper, like almost ready uh, to be in the Premier League as well. So we haven't got a team that would thrive in the Premier League, but we have a team that might survive in it. That's where I'm getting at. So uh,
1: can we rely on them? That's that's my main point. Yep. No. Maybe. Or um. We can rely on rely on them in a championship,
2: definitely. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an issue if you do make it into the Premier League.
0: Yeah. There needs to be some acquisitions of other Premier League players. Yeah.
2: How much do you get for going up into the Prem? Nothing. You get nothing. Oh, shit. You, uh, you get
0: the Premier League money at the end of every season. So at the end of the first season, if you survive, you get to keep that money and then spend it. So you have to invest heavily to stay in the Premier League for the first year. And then it no, returns probably. its investment. Which is why, if you notice yeah, that the, the this season it is a massive gulf because every team that's already in the Premier League that survived is then stabilised. Nottingham Forest is a prime example. Um, also with parachute payments, if you go up and then go straight back down, you only get two years of parachute payments instead of three. So Leicester are on three years of parachute. Um, mm. yeah, it's very very interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: uh. Like I don't know. I think I think if we're being honest, playoffs is where we we need to be realistically targeting. If we can push on to like second and third,
1: that would be ideal. But like you said, twenty points between us and second—that's at least seven games uh, away. Uh, that's seven yeah, games. 20, that's yeah, seven so you're games. On
2: Thirty-three. Away. second's fifty-one. So yeah, you're two two. Yeah, two points, and it's 20, 20 points.
0: Yeah, so it's 18 points away. So at least seven... All, g- if they have to gap. lose, they have to lose all seven games and we have to win all seven to leapfrog Ipswich at the moment. Now, will that happen in seven games' time? Absolutely not. But could it happen over 20 games? Possibly. And that's where it comes to the end of it. We need to start bridging that gap and winning games Is there like really Bristol. really
2: only seven games left of the championship.
0: No. So it would take seven games to get the 20 points.
1: How many? How many games are left? Um,
0: so Jim says Premier League level Trey Hume I mean he's, he's really good on his day but he has, I think he's only, mm, Dan Neil. yeah the
2: thing I'd say about Hume is he's a bit inconsistent
0: that's that's, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying to get out it's like he's really really good when he's on fire but
2: when he's on form when he's when he's on form he's brilliant
0: but I love his tackles mate like it's just unreal he
2: is staying on form is his issue
0: so yeah, it like a lot of these players that we have if they were firing week in week out, absolutely I think we'd have a decent go of it in the Premier League but if we see, if we're looking at the likes of our backups as in Triantus <laughs> any of our strikers literally name all four of them um I don't even think Burstow's going to ever play another game for Chelsea by the way. I know he's a Chelsea player right now but I don't think he's ever going to play because he's struggling Chelsea here.
2: will be lucky if they stay in the Prem
3: next
0: season. <laughs> I mean, I don't know enough about the Prem current squads other than the end results. It, it's it's like a half-fleeting uh, interest. Uh, right. Like I said, it, it is that. Uh, Pennywell Ponder, by the way, is uh, chipped in. Uh, I think he might have put on the Beal being livid at it. Uh, he says, Beal can keep away from Sunderland. Rather have Jakku back. Without his mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, should we talk about the uh, the most important thing uh, for Sunderland's likelihood of picking up a trophy this season?
1: What would that be? <laughs> what would that be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it, when it goes off the road. We 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 have to
0: beat the uh, the Mags to get there. Um. A couple of, of updates today, actually, around that. Uh, the allocation has been confirmed as 6,000 Newcastle fans allowed to go to the Stadium Light for the FA Cup title. That's tie a on.
2: lot more than I was expecting.
0: Mm-hmm. It's 7.5% of the capacity of the Stadium Light. So they're allowed up to 15% apparently. But, uh, yeah. 7.5%. Um, 7 I mean, it's it's okay. Um, it's a lot. Um, I'd expect probably around 4,000 to make it a safe environment for everybody going to there. They will be fights, damage, carnage. Um, the fact that it's been agreed is very, very strange to me. I'm more than happy for the entire stadium to be f- packed full of football fans, but when there's that many... <laughs> that many opposition with uh, let's say, let's say ill intent because there will be a lot of, lot of mags with uh, the ambition of just causing an absolute scene um, is, is unreal. So I, I, I I'm i okay with that many fans of Geordie's going there as long as they're <laughs> not literally ripping up seats and destroying the black hats bar. Um, yes. Do will let's, David, chip in here, and then Paul, again, you had this chat before we uh, went live, and I know you're not happy with it one bit. So, um, David, what, do you, what you said, that's an absolute, that's a lot. What, what did that you actually expect?
2: Like 3,000 or less.
0: In, the stadium light is a 45,000-seater, by the way, so
1: that would be, what, like 3%? No. What? Uh, um...
0: I'm going to get my calculator out. <laughs> okay, Hang well, 3,000 on. out of 5,000. <laughs> uh, 45,000 is, but... Um, yeah. What do you think 6,000 Geordies are going to do at the Stadium of Light?
2: Oh, God. Set it on fire, probably.
0: Uh, did you see the um, the message of who our head of security is making the, the, the pleas and the cases?
2: Yeah, the the, the Mr... Greg Davis.
0: Yeah, the Greg Davis look-alike police, uh, policeman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is apparently 3,000 would be 6.6% of the stadium alight, whereas the allocated 6,000 is obviously just double that, right? So it's uh 45500, it's 13%. So they're, clo- they're actually really, really close to their their full allocation. I just I, I think it's going to be carnage. Um, They've all been seated in in one side of the stadium as well, so they've took up the north side of the stadium, alike. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know,
1: Paul. If
0: sorry, yeah. no, 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 no. You go for it, and then I know Paul's got a oh, rant, a rant lined up.
2: Say if, if stuff goes bad, it's it's gonna go.
0: It it's got like I think there might be fires and riots depending on how well each
1: team performs. Sorry, uh stadium my light capacity. I thought it was forty five thousand five hundred. It's four no, it is forty nine thousand. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you, Mark. Um Paul. Oh fire away, buddy, mate. Fire <laughs> away.
4: I'm not actually happy with it, uh to be honest. Um, because well, I don't think a lot of people is, especially like you, know, you, you know, if you actually sit in the north end, um, of the stadium. But what I do like, um, what the club and Newcastle has agreed with mm-hmm. is they are putting on free buses for Newcastle United supporters. But what I like about it is they want uh get their tickets until they actually get on the bus.
0: Okay, so they can't just they can't just do it. By the way, there's there's the percentage on screen of their allocation of their 15 up to up to 15%. They've got as close as I possibly could to um to that. That's 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 horrific. Um so that yeah there's a bubble I think it's called a bubble arcade of buses to bring their 6,000 fans to the Stadium like from Newcastle. So if you are a Jodie that lives in Sunderland, you have to travel to Newcastle to then go <laughs> on these buses to be with your lot. Um, the area is going to be completely segregated, um, caged off, but, I mean, there's only so much work the police can do. <laughs> we'll see what it's like. I, I think we're just... I think it's just going to be that much of a carnage show. Um, it'll probably remind you of like the 80s miners' riots. It's just going to be absolutely carnage. Um, it's been seven years. There's an absolute... Um I think there's a vengeance job in mind for the, for the Geordies on Sunland because they haven't beat us in ages. They haven't deserved to beat us in ages, but all of a sudden in that time when we've sunk down the leagues, they've been injected with a shit ton of oil money um Saudi money. And uh, they've, they've bought their way to their quality. Essentially they
1: haven't really, um, they haven't really seen a Sunland side that, has been I don't know. When was the last time Sullivan played Newcastle in the FA Cup? Is it fifties?
2: Really are I'm just looking.
1: Good man. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Statman.
2: And the FA Cup uh, The last time we faced them was March sixteenth and it was a one one. Yeah, the and then the before that was six
0: was... the end of our six in a row
2: was yeah 2015 when you beat them 3-0. Mhm.
0: <laughs> the last time I think that's the season they got relegated.
2: Had 21 shots and zero on
3: target.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um like I said I think it's just a different it's a different era for both clubs now. They are definitely the what's the, the odds on favorite to to go through, but it's the magic of the FA Cup. It's going to be televised. Everything that you do at this stadium will be captured and recorded for everybody in the world to see. There's no getting away from it. There's going to be security everywhere. I think there'll be people who are up for scraps, absolutely. The head of security is a Geordie.
1: Again, absolute clown. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's...
0: I just think it's going to be an embarrassment if uh, fans start kicking off during the game. It's, after the game, it's kind of like away from the cameras a bit, but yeah. Uh,
4: to I, be honest, I, I just hope there's enough police force in the city centre as well, because a friend of mine... I'll be, I'll be your aunt. Uh, No worries, mate. A friend of mine actually got attacked in the city centre on Tuesday of lead supporters.
1: What, a or...? No, he was
4: actually a, he's a, he's a Sunderland fan.
0: He got attacked in the centre of Leeds.
4: No, he, he actually got attacked in the uh, Sunderland City Centre on Tuesday off the Leeds supporters.
0: So, yeah, I think with fan bases that big, you will get pockets of twats, essentially. So, yeah, just got to be mindful uh, mindful of that. I mean, we are amping it up, by the way. There is... How many games in between there? We've got Bristol City, Coventry City, which is a it's a big, big game. I think Coventry will be the first team we played twice this season, by the way. You've got Hull City, Rotherham United, um, Preston North End, and then the Mags. So we actually have five games between now and then, and we're, we're talking about it already. It's 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 going to be a big, big deal. Um, I, I kind of rate that it's a 12.45 kickoff, though, um, because of safety. Especially that time of year. So,
4: yeah, oh, uh, I'll be there. I'll be sending my head off. <laughs> I
0: mean, aren't, aren't you in the end that has um, been moved for the for the fans um, going into the north stand for the Geordies?
4: Mm, no, because I'm in the southwest corner.
0: Oh, okay, it's the north end, isn't it? That's uh, been assigned to them. It's just yeah. it's it's just very weird. I think. We'll see how our momentum is between now and then. We've got six nilts. <laughs> Welcome along, Ted. We've got five games ahead of us. I think how we perform in these five games will heavily weigh upon how I'm perceiving that FA Cup tie. Right now, I think it's too early. Our players could be suspended. Our players could be uh, injured in that time. Um, we've just got to take it game by game. Um Bristol, We've got four games between now and the end of uh, the calendar. Uh, what's that? Four games in in fifteen days. What do you fancy on points on that at the moment? So that's Bristol City away, Coventry City, I stadium them like Hull City and Rotherham both away. So three away games.
1: Um, you expect twelve, obviously, but what what's acceptable? That's it's tough <laughs> uh, I, it's one of the
4: way games i'm actually going to
0: the Rotherham <laughs> game just just before new year yes i mean you're going to Rotherham, mate so good luck <laughs>
1: right yeah
4: this... i need it because the uh the last two uh, games
1: i've been in uh uh six month defeat under Lee johnson
4: uh, and I got. Uh, I was there for the draw last season with Bowers as well.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean that game was again that that got punch of we should be
1: beating that that good opposition. But you haven't answered the question. How many points should it be? Oh, how many points for that take? I think. And uh, I'll, whilst you're milling it over, I
0: think we can go December unbeaten. It's it's a very slim chance. I think we can beat Bristol City. We'll probably draw against Cough, We'll probably draw against um, Hull and beat Rotherham. So that's eight points out of 12. I'd be very happy with an unbeaten December, considering how poor our November was. I think eight, 12's the best scenario. I think eight's. A really good performance. I'd accept anywhere between you know, six and eight, really, between in that spell. That would keep us in contention. But this league for us,
1: curveballs all all over the place. So yeah, what are you saying? i would probably score the same.
4: Uh, what you've just said, Ants, but to be honest, I, I can probably see a defeat
1: against I, against two. I can probably see it coming against Hull. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it is
0: at the um at the whole Ground on Boxing Day, so again, Boxing Day fixtures are absolutely wild. You never know how much a a, a player's just gone out on the razzmatazz <laughs> the night before. They'll all have to have Christmas, man. They'll have to have the holiday, but yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Jim's popped in the chat. With say, I know a lot of Mag fans who've missed Derby Day for the atmosphere, respect to it, but six in a row obsessive are desperate for any win otherwise they'll going com- into a complete meltdown uh good thing read the buses though there's no booze on them okay so that might that might temper it down as well for safety that's good yeah i think i think we've we've about we've about done everything we can um before this game against bristol city so we'll We'll wrap it up here, mate. Is there anything you want to add in before I uh, I press the the end stream button?
4: Um, not that I can think of, really.
0: No worries then. Awesome. Well, I'll I'll catch everybody along for the watch along against Bristol City tomorrow, um, fifteen minutes before kick off. See you, here. Catch you soon.
4: Bye. Wait, lads.
1: Go away, the lads. Oh, David's not back. Bye.